That's right. Welcome in. Welcome back, folks, to a who would have thought you would have more action in Notre Dame stuff to talk about in the offseason than the actual season. But here we are. Who's going? Who's staying? Who's leaving? Who's coming? Who's going? Who's in the portal to another school? Who's in a portal to another dimension? What's this? What everything's up in flux. We got a lot to talk about. Edition of the Always Irish Show. As always, you can find the program on YouTube. Do it. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Appreciate it very much. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps Johnny out as well. Notifications on that way. You will learn it every time a new episode drops. I know you don't want to miss it. Twitter. Search bar. Always Irish. Rat. Always Irish. Inc. Emails. Always Irish. Andy at gmail.com. Audio only where you want it. You can get it. Nicole and lines. You know them. 312-988-15. You call and tell Johnny all you've heard and seen. Patreon.com slash always Irish, former captain, leading tackler, I might add, Mike Goolsby and myself. He might have even broken a little news behind the paywall. That's what it's there for. Uh, Mikey's got sources. I got some. He has some too. So that's the place to be for some super secret information. Be there, be square. You're not a square if you're not there, but I appreciate all of you that are. All right. Let's cover a couple things. And I'm going to make this short and direct, which I'm not traditionally good at. We're going to try. Here's number one. Number one is, I am hearing conflicted information on the Stucky situation. And it just leaves me in a, a weird spot, wondering where one thing came from, where the other thing came from, whatever. Um, There's conflicting information about what was behind the move to have him move on from Notre Dame. And I, I don't fully know what to make of all that. And it is in my position to speak on all of that information or where it came from or whatever. I'm just telling you, there's another side to the narrative you're seeing being made public. Um, the idea that he was being mean or a bad guy and there was discontent and guys were against each other and all that. Like, I, There's another side that says that's just not the case. So then, you know, that just leaves you to kind of wonder what the reality is, what the facts are, and, and where what the realities are. Um, I'm not saying anybody's making up stuff out of that. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, depending on who you talk to, you hear a different story about what happened here. That's all. That's all. And so to be fair to everybody involved and Stucky, because he's getting dragged on Twitter and I'm hearing things that don't line up with that. I just wanted to throw that out there. That's all. And so take that for what, you want, I don't know. Um, in regards to, so I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that. Um, in regards to like Tobias transferring, like that can't surprise anybody. There's nobody here that could say they're surprised by that. It's been clear that the guy's so frustrated and that it hasn't been working out for him. The writing was on the wall on that one. 
Um, and so that doesn't surprise anybody. It shouldn't if you're paying attention. Uh, the Tyree one hurts. The Tyree one hurts. He ended up having the best connection with Hartman, the goat, the only like go-to dude over the course of the whole season. By the way, he's like the one of the only guys that stayed pretty healthy out of that group all year, too. So that hurts. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I always had a soft spot for Stucky because I felt like he inherited an absolute dumpster fire. When when the Freeman regime came in and Stucky was the wide receiver guy, I was saying that guy just inherited the toughest assistant job on the staff because the cupboard is really near bare and you don't have upperclassmen you can rely on you that are game changers. You just don't have depth. You don't have anything you need, really. And so... I always graded Parker, uh, Parker, um, Stucky on a curve, understanding he took the job drowning underwater in that unit and had a long way to go to get it to be a representative unit. And so I always felt like he was dealing with an uphill battle, battle there. And it was hard to kind of gauge the progress being made and slash and or not. Um, and so these are just tricky dynamics. They're just tricky dynamics. All the, the decisions that are involved, um, did, I I don't, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just kind of tricky. And then, so I just wanted people to know there's another side to the whole Stucky thing. And then with the transfers, it is what it is. It's always a bigger deal at Notre Dame for some reason. I think it's because we feel like, oh, you love Notre Dame. Uh, you know, we all love Notre Dame. Who would ever want to leave there? It's one of those type deals. But these guys want to play and be happy. And it just, it, they don't have the same uh, outlook on it as we do. Like all Notre Dame all the time, dude. Like, so I get that. And then in regards to the the transfer portal quarterback thing, obviously Riley Leonard's going to be the guy. Like people are already tweeting that like Notre Dame's delete, like Notre Dame, that's going to be the guy. Um, and then we could debate about whether that's the right move to make or not. Should you develop these younger guys or not? Like whatever you're going to be. But I mean, it, it, it's out all over that it, it was looking like that. And then Goolsby shared some more information behind the paywall. And so I would be shocked if Riley Leonard's not Notre Dame's transfer quarterback. And then you're up to debate should you develop the younger guys? What, what does this force another guy to transfer? What's the ceiling with Riley Leonard? Is it higher than the ceiling would be with Hartman? Like you have all of that then that you need to start talking about. But I think everybody around the sports just kind of building it and figuring Riley Leonard's going to end up Notre Dame's guy. And then you, and then I still just think at some point, it would behoove Notre Dame and be in their biggest benefit to try and genuinely develop a younger guy, start with them, ride with them for a few years. I just think that's the natural path to stability for Notre Dame. Um, and I, maybe they did. They feel obviously like they're not there yet. 
And I'm hoping when we get into the lineup of of Deuce and Carr and like they seem to be at a different kind of uh, physical gift level than the rest of the room. I'm open when we get into that window. That's where you can hitch a wagon to a younger guy, literally develop for a few years together with other pieces. Um, I think people are just getting a little stressed out with like you have this quarterback lineup and, and what year they are. And then you do this and it messes that apple cart up and you, you're unsure if that's the best move to make or the worst move to make. You know, some people struggle with if you bring in Riley Leonard or something, or or if you brought in Artman on a one-year deal, but then a guy younger that has a bunch more years leaves because he's mad about that. Is it worth having like the one year of the older guy, Artman, but you're giving up multiple years of development of another guy? Do you look at those the same? Do you value one more than the other? And I also think this. I feel like there would be some people in this fan base that were all about the Hartman thing and it didn't quite go as well as anybody wanted and they're not thrilled about it. And now they're kind of soured on the transfer thing being like, we just did that last year. Still ended up with three losses. Can we just develop our own shit and try it that way? Telling you, man, nothing in Notre Dame is easy. Not the, just everything has five layers into it. Like nothing is straightforward. Everything's connected to five other things. There's all these moving parts. It's just a lot in college football is a lot in the modern era has added more on that plate of a lot, but man, there's just a lot of decisions to make and how one connects to the other and knocks down that domino and then that domino. It, it, it's just, it's a tangled web and you just got to be careful how you do all this stuff, you know? And I, it's just, you want this all to take shape and take form and, and just be a little have a little more stability in the program than it feels like we have overall with some of the pieces and the movement and even the play up and down, up and down. Like there's just a lot of instability around that everybody would like to see leveled out and calmed out. Um, and so I don't know, but it, it's going to be really interesting to me to see if Riley Leonard comes to Notre Dame, it, I want to see how people react compared to how they react to getting Hartman. I guarantee it's going to be a little different vibe. People feel spurned by the portal. I think they were all hoping, and so was I, that Hartman would come in here and you wouldn't lose three games. And now you did that, and you did, and now I think people are going, all right, can we develop our own guy now? Like, I, I it's like, that didn't work. Let's go back to that. I, I... It's just always the next thing here. Always the next thing. Always the next thing. So I don't know, you guys. It frustrates the living hell out of me 
that people see and I seem to care and be more way invested and interested in all this drama that happens right after our game. There's been way more energy and focus on Notre Dame football by our own fans the last two days of this drama than there was the last three weeks of the actual damn season. And that frustrates me. And that's not our fault, the media fault, or the fans' fault. It's Notre Dame's fault. If you didn't lose three games, we'd be more invested. But I'm just saying it does frustrate shit out of me that there's been way more energy on this than there was for the last quarter of our season. That's frustrating. But that's the way it goes, man. 